0: Take change. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. Let me begin by saying this is probably going to be in time, in history, I'm talking about real history, not the phony historians. I am talking about real history will probably see this for what it is, and that is Perhaps the greatest political blunder in United States history. Why do I say that? Not because Trump is a perfect man, but because Pelosi and Schumer are totally imperfect politicians. Pelosi should be impeached and thrown out of the House of Representatives for having instigated riots over the years. Or how about hateful Maxine Waters telling mobs to attack Trump voters Quote, wherever you find them, get in their face.
1: Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere.
0: Why is that jackal not thrown out of Congress? Why? because they're stupid and evil it's as simple as that and i am saying today that the dimwitted dems have frankly impeached themselves with this stalinist show trial that's my honest opinion it's not just for effect okay the coffee and news of the day has become a very popular feature of this podcast and i want to thank you for enjoying it i think something is wrong with the impeachment defense. Having said that, one of Trump's impeachment lawyers, Michael Van Dervine, called Donald Trump a, an effing crook and sued him last year, arguing the president was trying to suppress mail-in voting. Now, why would Trump have hired a guy who called him a crook? I think it's a setup again, and he's, a, he's an enemy within. Seems to me there's already some kind of an enemy within the entire defense team, which is a disaster, Right. The impeachment trial is coming at a time when the nation is more sharply divided than since the Civil War. This is the last thing the nation needs right now. The list of people on this impeachment team are far from uh, sterling characters themselves. Does the name Eric Swalwell ring a bell? Democrat from China? I mean California? I mean China? No, I mean California? California? Implicated in a scandal involving a suspected Chinese spy from 2011 to 2015. And Raskin, I mean, Raskin, pushed for a first impeachment because he claimed Trump totally violated his oath of office by betraying the national security of the country and our election by trying to entice a foreign government to get involved in our campaign, all proven to be totally false. Totally and absolutely false. That's Raskin. What else is in the news that's worth your attention? Ken Starr, he knows some things about impeachment. Who is Ken Starr? Ken Starr is a smart man. Ken Starr says impeaching Trump in his post-presidency is, quote, a flagrant violation of the Constitution. No authority whatsoever is what he says. That's Ken Starr. He knows more than the average person on Twitter. I can guarantee you that. He certainly knows more than Nancy Golosi. Now, what about the people themselves? Most of the people polled by Rasmussen said that most people will not watch it and they don't expect the Senate to convict him. So why are they doing this? Because they're desiring to have a Stalinist show trial. It's a disaster. Meanwhile, while all of this is going on, Biden has busted our borders open by bringing in hundreds of thousands that could be infected with COVID-19 and other illnesses. Why would they put our Border Patrol at risk of infection like this? Why? Because they can. Because they can. That's what they do. They're trying to destroy the Border Patrol by, what, getting them sick with COVID? It's absolutely unheard of what the Democrats are actually doing while conducting the Stalinist show trial.
1: Michael Savage, a host like no other.
0: So we're continuing with Coffee and News of the Day from Michael Savage on this podcast, where we're talking about the phony impeachment trial. I call it the phony divisive impeachment show trial This is right out of Stalin's Russia, a show trial. And this follows my last podcast, which is Can You Be Happy in a Sad World, which struck a real raw nerve in America. Somehow a lot of people really liked that one to get away from politics. Unfortunately, today I have to do politics because all anyone is talking about is the phony divisive impeachment show trial. Most people understand that this is not going to be leading to a conviction in the Senate. They understand this. So why are the Democrats doing this? Why did they blunder so grandly? Because I call it possibly the greatest blunder. It may be looked upon as one of the greatest blunders in American political history by Pelosi and Schumer. They're not stupid people. Why would they do this if they know it's a blunder? Why? When they themselves know that Pelosi could be impeached for having instigated riots over the years, calling herself and telling listeners at the people and audiences to be at disruptors or Maxine Waters, another jackal, telling mobs to attack Trump supporters, quote, wherever you find them. This phony impeachment show trial will be seen as one of the greatest political blunders in U.S. history, is my opinion. But right now, my opinion doesn't matter that much. What matters is this poor country of ours. In the hands of these gangsters schumer and pelosi i call them gangsters because they're nothing better than gangsters there is a picture of them that is actually chilling where you see the true face of evil if you look at them the eyes they look like demons but that's not going to get us anywhere What we have to do is understand this nation is more divided today than it's been since the Civil War. Maybe they want a Civil War. Maybe that's what they want. Flood the country with sick people coming over the border and then destroy the country uh, uh, totally. So what's in the news? A lot of things are in the news. You ready? Here we go. California Marine Base missing 10 pounds of C4 explosives. It seems that everything's coming apart sign language interpreter fires back after she's canceled and humiliated for being a MAGA supporter by the Biden administration. Listen to this. Here is a woman, a former White House sign language interpreter, Heather Mishaw, has been canceled because she was a Trump supporter. Can you believe this? She has been a freelance sign language interpreter for both the Trump and Biden administrations. But after Time magazine, a left-wing rag, published an article on her personal politics, this poor mother of four has not been offered a return engagement by the Biden White House. The not-so-subtle title of the hit piece in the verminous Time magazine says, quote, President Biden's first White House sign language interpreter has ties to the far right, unquote. Now she's being harassed and threatened? Can you believe what's going on in this country? Do you believe you're living in a land of liberty for translating for deaf people and voting for Donald Trump? Can you believe that you're living in a nation that is this far down the tubes of a civil war? Meanwhile, what's going on with the phony, divisive impeachment? We don't know. We don't know whether these quizlings in the Republican Party could turn on him. We don't know. It could happen yet. Because there are top Republicans who can vote against Trump. We just don't know. Ted Cruz says the Trump impeachment trial is doomed to failure. We know it's a foregone conclusion in many cases that the Senate won't vote against them. At least that's what we believe. But we don't know. We just don't know. It's not really about Donald Trump anymore. It's about America and the Constitution. And about the gangsters that are running the, the Democrat Party of today. What else is in the news? Oh, maybe I need another cup of coffee before going to the next site. How about COVID? Should we talk about COVID? The WHO says that they're investigating how the virus spread in Wuhan. And they say that the actual investigation of Wuhan is not being done by WHO, but by Chinese authorities. In other words, you're never going to get to the truth. So now there's some confusion about was it just an accidental release or was it a purposeful release? We don't know, and we'll never know, given that WHO is a stooge of the Chinese government. Wikipedia Foundation has approved a leftist code of conduct. Wikipedia is filled with the worst people in the history of encyclopedias. I've never seen anything like it. And so, you know, it's very depressing. What about Biden himself? How about his corrupt family? How about all the family members cashing in on his presidency? Am I violating some code of conduct by asking the questions? I don't think so. Boeing. Boeing aircraft, one of the greatest companies in the world, is going to outsource 600 jobs while expanding production in India. Can you believe this is right after uh, Biden takes over? They're going to send 600 jobs to India and fire 600 Americans. Biden's Office of Management and Budget nominee, Neera Tandon took millions from wall street and big tech are you shocked at the corruption are you telling me you're shocked at the corruption of the biden administration while telling me about trump being the most corrupt man in history what else is in the news i don't know I, i i don't even know if i want to continue this new i may go back to god faith and reason i need god faith and reason right now i need god faith and reason more than i need reading coffee and news of the day I'm going to tell you something funny about God, faith, and reason in the middle of all of this. I've sort of lost my faith again. Not because of the politics, because of a hundred different reasons. Things are going south in my life. Giving Teddy up to Irene, my dog, to take care of him last week just slayed me. And I don't know. It's not like I've not lost a dog before and he's still living. But this glimpse into meaninglessness and my feeling that nothing really matters anymore this negativism, this nihilism. So, for some reason, I spoke with a mystic who I know. I've been out of touch with this person for a while. And this mystic said to me that I've lost touch with God and that's all she sees in trying to pick up on my energy. I know you say, oh, energy. I lost touch with God. So, I did something unusual. I've been preaching my political faith of borders, language, and culture to millions of people over 25 years. But what about my own religious faith? And what about my ideas about the Judeo-Christian foundation of the American culture that I fought so long to preserve? What I did was, when I heard that, I, I was very cynical. I said, ah, it doesn't really matter, right? What I did was I went back into my own religious beliefs. There's a ritual that Jewish people believe in that I've never really had much faith in. And it seems so medieval, almost ancient, and almost laughable to the people on the outside that I said, I I don't know. But, you know, I, I, I don't know how I drifted into this right now. And I'll get back to coffee and news of the day in a minute. I told you that many, many decades ago, when my life had reached a point of emptiness and nihilism and futility, I went out on my deck. Oh, man, I can remember the day to this day. And I put on what are known as tefillin, which are phylacteries that you wrap around your head and your arm. I don't want to go into that right now. Maybe I'll do it another day on religion. Like, what the heck You know, I don't believe in this stuff it seems so ridiculous to see all Jewish guys with leather straps and a box on their head and a box in their arm I don't even know what it means well what it means is interesting because so I looked it up again I know this is a news and coffee of the day it's a simple prayer and what it is Deuteronomy 6.8 says you shall bind them as a sign upon your hand and they shall be for a reminder between your eyes those of you who are Christians, you shall bind them as a sign upon your hand and they shall be for a reminder between your eyes. Deuteronomy 6.8, the Old Testament. And what the religious teach us is that we have a brain and it is in one world. We have a heart that's in another world. And your hands often wind up involved doing something foreign to both your brain and your heart. Three diverse machines operating differently. So to the religious Jew... You put on these leather bindings called tefillin first thing in the morning before you do anything else. You connect your head, your heart and your hand with these leather cables to make them all work as one and work as one for what? One intent, a dedicated service of the almighty. So when you go out into the world, all your actions will find harmony in a single coordinated purpose, which is to. Dedicate your service to God. And so, what are in these little black boxes that the religious Jews that you think are crazy put on their head and their arm? You look at them and say, who knows? What is that garbage? Inside these black leather boxes are Hebrew parchment scrolls. And a set includes two to fill in one for the head and one for the arm. And that's it. So, you strap one to your head, the other to your arm. You do it in the morning before your prayers. And you put one on your arm, you put one on your head, and then you recite a blessing. The blessing is simple. Blessed are your Lord our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments, commanded us to put on to tefillin. Really, that's what it comes down to. So what's the point of this? Is it magical? Is it mystical? Is it illogical? I don't know. God himself commanded that tefillin contain four biblical passages which mention his unity in the exodus from Egypt. Why? So that we the people can remember the miracles and wonders that he performed for us, demonstrating that God has power and dominion over all of us. Dominion, it's an interesting word. Dominion voting machines. (laughs) But no, it's not voting machines. It's that God has dominion over all of us. And so the tefillin, to end this up, it's supposed to inspire us to serve God in a state of inspiration. It's that simple. So I started to do this just the other day again, because I will be honest with you, the cynicism I am seeing, it's almost heartbreaking to see what's going on in this wonderful country, to see it being broken. Broken by these evil democrats let's say you hate trump he's out of office he's not the president he's gone you put the stooge in that's not good enough for you you're supposed to be the party of compassion the party of peace the party of love the party of unity it's as though you have earwax on your soul earwax in your eyes earwax in your nose earwax in your ears how in the world can you people look at yourselves in the mirror You won the election. Some would say you stole the election, but you won the election. You put this evil team in power who's ruling by fiat, not through the vote. And what do you do? The minute you get power, you try to divide the nation even further. You try to smash it over your knee. You disperse the hatred that is seen in the worst countries on the planet. Are you listening to this? This is Michael Savage with the Savage Nation podcast, taking a breather so I can have another sip of coffee.
1: The Savage Nation, it's Savage On Demand. I
0: don't mean to um, distract us. I mean, I'm talking about the phony, divisive impeachment show trial today, and I all of a sudden lurched into my own religious beliefs. You know why? Because I'm very upset by what's going on in my country. Because they're killing the republic by doing this. This sham impeachment proceeding will not punish Trump. It will punish this nation. That's what Pelosi and Schumer, these small-minded, evil, evil people are doing to this country. You know, but since I was talking about an ancient religious practice and belief, I want to go back to the... Uh, to the. Uh, Impeachment, the fake impeachment trial, which is totally unnecessary right now. An interesting article came out by Sam Faddis, F-A-D-D-I-S, in AND magazine, A-N-D magazine. It's entitled Killing the Republic, Trump as Tiberius. Tiberius was a Roman politician in the second century B.C., Gracchus was a member of the Popularis, a faction that sided with the Plebeian, the common people, against the conservative aristocratic patricians who had traditionally held power in Rome, he writes. And I could read you the whole article. Maybe I'll just put it on michaelsavage.com. Tiberius Gracchus put out reforms to break up the giant estates and redistribute the land to average Roman people. He was hated by the aristocrats. And they made no secret of what they were going to do to him, and he made no secret of his intention to destroy their power. He was aggressive. He was loud. He threatened the entire power structure of those who believed the republic belonged to them, meaning the aristocrats who owned the country, meaning the swamp. In 132 B.C., Tiberius proposed to run for re-election to the office of Tribune. In doing so, he looked like he was violating a tradition that barred an officeholder from seeking re-election, right? Right? the roman senate which was the epicenter of the power of the oligarchs became terrified at the idea that tiberius would run again and that the reforms he proposed might fundamentally change rome and bring to an end their control over rome's government and society this is all according to this article they decided they had to destroy tiberius by any means necessary what did they do On the pretext that Tiberius intended to make himself king, he was attacked in a public marketplace and beaten to death by a mob led by Roman senators and their allies. And he's quoting now. Tiberius tried to save himself by flight. As he was running, he was stopped by one who caught hold of him by the gown. But he threw it off and fled in his undergarment only. And stumbling over those who before had been knocked down, as he was endeavoring to get up again, Publius Saturius, a tribune, one of his colleagues, was observed to give him the first fatal stroke, one of his colleagues, you hear this, another Brutus, by hitting him upon the head with the foot of a stool. Second blow uh, by Lucius Rufus, and the rest there fell upon 300 killed by clubs and staves, only none by an iron weapon, so they beat him to death. Tiberius was dead, and also were many of his followers. But as we read in this article, so too was the Roman Republic, dead from what they had done to Tiberius for daring to threaten the establishment. He writes it would take a century for Julius Caesar to declare himself dictator for life, but already the die had been cast. Laws and traditions have been destroyed and would never again be resurrected. The oligarchs of the time, the Schumers, the Pelosi's, of the time, who killed Tiberius certainly didn't want to be called murderers. What did they say? They claimed they were defending Rome against a demagogue and saving the Republic from the mob. But no, all they were doing was preserving their own power. But this time we're watching another assassination. This one of Donald Trump. Men and women calling themselves Democrats are not carrying clubs, but they're just exactly the same. Trump did not incite the mob to storm the Capitol. We know that. They're saying they're trying to prove it. If they're trying to prove it, it means it's clear he didn't do it. Because he can't even defend himself. He did not lead the insurrection. He did not advocate violence. But he did something much worse to Pelosi and to Schumer and to Wall Street. He threatened the ruling class of America. For the first time, for a long time, Maybe the first great populist movement in this country since Theodore Roosevelt. Average Americans stood up and voted for Trump and demanded a fundamental change in the policies of the nation. They said they would no longer stand by while people became trillionaires. Amazon, Apple, I, I'm afraid even mentioned the names. Do something for America, they said. They were tired of seeing a one-sided view created by corporate America. CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, you name it, it's all the same, Marxist intelligentsia. The people said they didn't want to send their sons and their husbands to fight endless wars that did nothing to enhance American national security, but simply fed a giant military-industrial complex. That's what they said. I remember, Trump was a president of peace. He didn't get us into more foreign entanglements. He got us into fewer. He was not as effective as he wanted to be, but He tried. He did try to drain the swamp. He did try to make government more responsive. But what happened? They killed him. Defeating him at the polls was not enough for Pelosi and Schumer. They have to prove that they have absolute power. They have to show that no one else must ever stand up again to those who believe that they are the country and that we the people should sit down and shut our mouths and pay our taxes and take our vaccinations. Pelosi and Schumer may not get the end that they wish by killing Trump. Perhaps they're just trying to kill the Republic. This is the Savage Nation podcast on a very, very sad day indeed.
1: The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. So
0: going from comparing what they're doing to Trump to what they did to Tiberius for having taken on the corrupt establishment in in Roman times and mentioning the corrupt media that we have, there's no better example of the corrupt media than Anderson Cooper. He is an absolute empty suit, anti-American piece of trash, in my opinion. Do you know what he just did on CNN? He compared the Capitol Hill riot to 800,000 people murdered in the Rwandan genocide. Now, if you tell me this man belongs on 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 television i'd like to know why you would say a thing like that the idea of otherizing people is something i think we saw a lot of over the last four years i mean it's something we've seen a lot over the last well, decades but it's so easy to otherize people to make people other than other than american other than patriotic other than than human you know and we've seen it in bosnia we've seen it in rwanda where radio was telling people that you know Hutus were telling the radio listeners that tutsi were cockroaches for you know getting them ginned up for genocide Comparing the riot to 800,000 murdered in the Rwandan genocide? Then we have a former Trump advisor who's a very brilliant guy, Jason Miller. Saying by the Democrats' logic, we could impeach George Washington. Going by the Democrats' logic, we could even go and impeach a president who has passed away. We could impeach a president who's been out of office with no intention of ever running again. I mean, uh, look, I wouldn't run it by uh, any of the Democrats to stop it trying to impeach, whether it be George Washington or George uh, a, uh, W. Bush. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, the Democrats just really show no limit uh, to the uh, to the lengths that they'll go to be vindictive here. Then we have the fool, the hysterical Brzezinski. Oh, don't get me started on her father, Brzezinski. She's the one married to that Morning Joe guy. She says, you're not a patriot if you don't support impeaching Trump.
2: Why these people were there desecrating the people's house, ruining things, hurting people, murdering people, maiming people and using the American flag as a weapon. They were doing it for Trump. And the frustrating thing here is that this has to be explained explicitly to Republicans and they turn away. They can't make this math themselves. Yeah, It's not stupidity. I'm sorry, it's something way worse. This is evil. If you can't see what happened here, look in the mirror, because there's a big problem with your moral core, and you're not a patriot if you can't see what happened here and stand on the right side of history.
0: What would she know about patriotism coming from that father of hers? Lindsey Graham says that Democrats have declared war on the presidency.
1: What Democrats have done is basically declared war on the presidency itself. The impeachment in the House took place without a hearing, without one witness being called, and without a lawyer for the President of the United States. You can't get a traffic ticket based on the procedures they used to impeach President Trump, and we're also impeaching a man who's out of office. When you combine a snap impeachment. With an impeachment of a president who's out of office, you're going to destroy the presidency itself. I know you hate Trump, but please pull back before we set in motion the destruction of the presidency by never-ending impeachments based on lack of due process. No, he's,
0: he's wrong. They've declared war on the United States of America. But let's go back a minute, if you don't mind. Here is a montage of the Democrats and the media, which is one and the same, ignoring all the riots over the summer and praising the vermin in Antifa and BLM who are burning and looting across America.
1: This is mostly a protest. Uh, It is not, not, generally speaking, unruly.
0: That ain't a riot, what we're seeing right now in Minneapolis.
2: They are strictly principled anti-fascists, and they've taken a principled stand to stand against white supremacists and white nationalists wherever they may show up.
1: I argue to you tonight, all punches are not equal Morally, it says
0: it right in the name Antifa, anti fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. Listen, there's you know, no organization is perfect. There was some violence.
1: Any reasonable person would say we shouldn't be destroying other people's property, but these are not reasonable times. But thank goodness for the looters, man.
0: I don't care that much about statues.
1: Shouldn't that be done by a respectfully, should that be done by a commission or the city council, not a mob in the middle of the night throwing Mm -hmm. it into the harbor? We'll do what they do. You're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in
0: Kenosha, Wisconsin. Do not get it twisted and think that, oh, this is some, something that has not never happened before and then this is so terrible and where are we and these savages and all of that. This is how this country was started.
1: People get mad and people get sick of it. People are risking COVID to explain to this country that we're fed up.
0: Most of the major movements in American history have started at the grassroots level and at some point have turned into direct conflict with American government. So remember your history before you judge your president. The worst people in America defending Antifa, Don Lemonisky, Chris Cuomo, Frito, Joy Reedless, and Nancy Golosi defending Antifa for burning and looting. Finally today, I want you to listen to the Trump lawyer, David Schoen, saying that the denial of due process is a result of the Dems' four-year-long desire for impeachment. That's why they're doing it all over again. Listen to this one. The denial of due process in this case, of course, starts with the House of Representatives. In this unprecedented snap impeachment process, the House of Representatives denied every attribute of fundamental constitutional due process that Americans correctly have come to believe is part of what makes this country so great. How and why did that happen? It is a function of the insatiable lust for impeachment in the House for the past four years. What you just heard from Donald Trump's lawyer sums up today's podcast. This is nothing but a phony, divisive impeachment show trial that will do nothing more than further divide this great nation. Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. Let's talk about the impeachment presentation that the condemning Democrats have put together. They're excellent and perfect at propaganda. They and Lenny Reifenstahl, who worked for Adolf Hitler, are one and the same. This was a pure propaganda film put together by the movie industry for the evil Democrats. There was not one video, not one picture in all that video that's, that showed Donald Trump egging them on to go hurt anybody. Not one. And yet the implication was that he was standing there egging them on to go hurt somebody. This is a frame up, it's a disgrace. These people should be ashamed, but they have no shame, and we have to live with this. That is the real problem. And I don't have I, I really have nothing more to say about this. It's a show trial, it's propaganda, it is something on the order of what Lenny Reifenstall did for Adolf Hitler in the triumph of the will. It's sickening to live through all of this. This is the Savage Nation podcast. We're living through terrible times, which is why I've turned back to prayer. There's almost nowhere else to go. But I'm going to do a little bit more news for you right now, because there's a lot more news out there other than the phony impeachment show trial. And I think most of you know that if you're listening to the news at all. The Biden administration, how are they doing on illegal immigrants? They're welcoming them in by the ton. They opened another 10th city to detain illegal immigrants. Another 10th city, but they don't call it a 10th city. You know what they're calling it, these propagandists? Quote, soft-sided facility, unquote. I'm not making this up. They opened another 10th city just like Donald Trump had to open up for the hordes coming in. So they open it up and they call it a soft-sided facility. The Biden administration is going to open another overflow facility for 700 illegal alien migrant children from Honduras. Isn't that nice? A Honduran migrant traveling to the U.S. says Biden is going to help all of us. Can you believe this country with all the unemployment? Can you believe with all the COVID fear they're ushering them in to this nation? This is total insanity by the most inept, corrupt administration in the history of this country. Now, let me ask you something. We all have compassion for the downtrodden and the poor. But don't we have our own? How are we going to take care of illegal immigrants who have no education, no job skills, no one here to support them but the moronic American taxpayer? And how many of them are carrying diseases? Would you know? Or is that racist to even ask? I rest my case. Is there any good news out there? Well, there is some silver lining in all the news out there. Larry Flint died. It was like the devil died. It was like Satan himself finally finally died. Satan, Larry Flint, who put pornography in everybody's household. Larry Flint finally died. The only good news. And Fauci hasn't shut his mouth yet. How many masks will it take on his face to finally shut him up? You know, he's telling us when COVID vaccines will will be available to everyone, according to Dr. Fraudy. Oh, my God. Four in ten, according to a survey, four in ten Republicans are saying violence may be necessary to save this country. Now, I didn't make that up. Four in ten Republicans say political violence may be necessary. That's according to an NPR uh, report. And who do they show in the picture on NPR? Who? Evangelical supporters at the King Jesus International Ministry Church. Many of them Hispanics. Now, this is NPR now. Three in ten Americans, including 39% of Republicans, agreed that, quote, if elected leaders will not protect America, the people must do it themselves, even if it requires violent actions. Now, this was done by the American Enterprise Institute. Why is there such a rush to bring in illegal aliens into this country when the country is broken and broke? Tell me why. This is terrible. 40% of Republicans... 40% of Republicans say that it's violence that's necessary in some cases when the government itself won't protect us. Well, now they're blaming white evangelicals. They say majorities of white mainline Protestants, black Protestants, Catholics, followers of non-Christian religions, and the religiously unaffiliated all viewed Biden's victory as legitimate. Really? Hmm. But then they say that the white evangelicals were especially prone to subscribe to the QAnon movement's conspiracy theories. That's interesting. So now they're trying to target white evangelicals. Are you surprised by this? Are you surprised that the communists are now painting a target on white evangelicals? How many years have I, Michael Savage, stood here in front of a microphone or sat here in front of a microphone? And scream from rooftops for 25 or 26 years that the demonic left is out to get the white heterosexual Christian male and that is why they took down Donald Trump no other reason he epitomizes everything that stands in their way of a total and absolute breakdown to turn us into the fall of the Roman Empire that's quite a survey now what else is in the news Again, I want to just go back to the trial video put together by the Lenny Reifenstahl crowd amongst the Democrats, which tried to frame Donald Trump. It was right out of Hitler's Germany, the triumph of the will. Now, there's more in the news, much more in the news. Proud Boy now blames the president for the riots. Well, okay, they got him, and they got him to turn. Proud Boy's member says Trump to blame for inciting Capitol riot. He was charged for his role in the riot at the U.S. Capitol, and he claims he was, quote, misled by the president's deception. Well, that's called turning a witness. Dominic Pizzola, a lawyer for the Proud Boy, Dominic Pizzola, filed a memo in federal court in Washington on Wednesday making an argument democrats have stressed repeatedly in the impeachment proceeding that the riot was the culmination of weeks of conspiracies and misinformation spread by the president to overturn the election results so the the lawyer for one of the proud boys dominic pozzola came up with this that trump did it the lawyer is who jonathan zika according to the filing by lawyer jonathan zika Quote, defendant did not act out of criminal intent but out of conscience, albeit a frighteningly confused and distorted sense of conscience. You know, I have things I like to say about Jonathan Zucker, the lawyer, but I'll let it hang in the air. What else is in the news? Well, let's finalize today because I don't want to blow a, a gut today or blow a vein or blow an, blow an artery. Let's go to michaelsavage.com. Can You Be Happy in a Sad World? That was the podcast from the other day with the happy and sad faces. Everyone loved that one. It was a very big hit. Headline story, flashback, Democrat impeachment manager tried to overturn 2016 election of Trump. Meanwhile, in Oakland, California, there was a, an epidemic of elderly Asian men and in the Chinatown of Oakland being thrown to the street, some 91 years old. And the people were so outraged that the police were standing down because of the mayor, the Oakland communist mayor, did nothing. And so they finally got a new police chief who stood up and told the Chinatown residents that they found the perpetrator. And who was it? Yaha Muslim. That's his name. Yahya Muslim. He was arrested and he's in the Santa Rita jail. There was a skyrocketing number of hate crimes against Asian Americans. They were ignored and excused by the liberals in Oakland, California. If you watch the videos, 20 of them, 20 of them are old Asian men and women, some 85, 90 years old. They're knocked to the ground for fun by roving animals. But you can't say that, I guess. Let's call them misunderstood humans, downtrodden humans, misplaced humans. Call them whatever you want. Meanwhile, in the NBA, Mark Cuban said no national anthem. Well, the NBA overruled Mark Cuban, who owns a team and is requiring teams to play the national anthem. You know what I say? Anyone who watches the NBA or goes to the National Felons League, I don't want you to listen to my show. You're not welcome here. If you're so stupid that you want to support these anti-American mutts, please don't listen to this podcast. Meanwhile, in the cancel movement, you're not going to believe this one. A new app allows users to block 800 New York Times journalists on Twitter to, quote, fight against disinformation. We are living in a meltdown of the United States of America. A meltdown. You got Lenny Reifenstahl working for Joe Biden and the Democrats putting together a hit piece on Donald Trump, making believe he egged on the crowd, which he did not do. You got a cancel culture where anyone who speaks out against anything of the left is immediately called a racist or a, a sexist or a homophobe and canceled. There's so much bad stuff out there, which is why... It's very difficult for me to do the news for you on the show because I get agitated. I take it very personally. And uh, I I don't want to get agitated. I don't want to agitate you. Let me wrap this up to conclude by proving to you that liberalism is a mental disorder, which is the title of my book published in 2006 because this one proves it in a way I could never do it. Left-wing Atlantic magazine writer, compares covering Trump to storming Omaha Beach on D-Day. I'm not making this up. Left-wing Yahoo national correspondent, so-called, Alexander Nazarian, compared covering the Trump administration to being on Omaha Beach for the D-Day invasion in the magazine The Atlantic. Listen to what this psychopath wrote. Quote, covering the administration was thrilling for many journalists in the way that I imagine storming Omaha beach must've been for a 20 year old fresh from the plains of Kansas Nazarene wrote he hadn't signed up for battle, but there he was liberating France. This is a correspondent for Yahoo news comparing covering the Trump administration to a soldier landing on Omaha Beach to face machine guns and bombs from the Nazis in the cliffs above. This is what passes for journalism today. Ladies and gentlemen of a Savage Nation, when I wrote Liberalism in a Mental Disorder, some of you thought it was sarcastic. I'm sorry to tell you, it was not sarcasm. Liberalism is a very serious and destructive mental disorder that is totally destroying this nation This is what has happened to the once really substantial magazine the Atlantic Deriding soldiers on D-Day and comparing them to loser so-called writers for left-wing magazines This Yahoo writer uh, is well known for his political views in 2016 While writing for so-called Newsweek, he compared Ted Cruz supporters in Iowa to Nazis. Yahoo brought Nazarian on as a national correspondent in 2018. You hear? Combat? On Omaha Beach compared to covering Trump? This is covered by Yahoo? The left thinks that they just saved the world? Did they really just save the world by giving us Biden and flooding America with illegal aliens and corrupt biden family members i'll let you decide i'm going to make one one last statement within one year if not less if it hasn't happened already there's going to be voter remorse in this country tremendous voter remorse and a tremendous percentage of those of you who voted for biden or family members who voted for biden will be wishing to god that they had voted for donald
1: trump fans of the spoken word welcome this is a podcast greetings pod recipients you are entering the savage nation read the book see the movie well today
0: we're talking about the phony divisive impeachment show trial and covering that on a daily basis for the newspaper of the washington times is my friend and columnist jennifer harper we spoke about this sham of a trial and what effects it may have upon the voters in America during the midterm elections. First of all, thank you very much for taking the time out to be with us, Savage Nation podcast. What a sad time to see such a disgrace going on in our nation, Jennifer. I mean, I don't want to editorialize in advance of your appearance, but I just said on on Twitter, impeaching Dems are the same evil prosecutors who frame the innocent in courts. They would have indicted George Washington for insurrection against the British. I'm sure you can agree, agree. some of this is madness. It's the most phony impeachment show trial that I've ever seen since Stalin's time. The only good news to me is that the average person can see right through this. And I believe Schumer and Pelosi and company are actually impeaching themselves with this Stalinist show trial. What do you think?
2: Well, I certainly think that uh, there's a lot of risks involved uh, with something that truly is available to the American public. Of course, all the cable news channels are uh, covering this as well as C-SPAN. They, you know, broadcast this stuff without commentary, which is very helpful. But I think also, Michael, we have to remember that uh, an event like this is really expensive. And I think when the American public get wind of how much these things cost, Uh, they're going to think differently of it. It it will become more than political theater. And I'll tell you why. The last impeachment of President Trump cost $16 million. And back in uh, the days of President Clinton, they were up around uh, $30 million. So that's one thing to keep in uh, think
0: of how many poor immigrants could be fed with the money and clothed with the money and how the elderly they care so much about could be helped with the money. I wonder what Pelosi would say to that, Jennifer. But what about Trump's legal team? I mean, many people are saying they cannot believe how inept some of them are. Did you see that performance, Jennifer, of the individual who uh, seems to have dropped the ball? What do you think of that?
2: Well, I think I I'm watching it uh, on and off. I'm not glued to it because I do write a column every day and, you know, just as you and lots of other people do things during the day, I check in on it. And, um, to me, uh, these kind of things uh, tend to be uh, disposable. They go away. People can't remember all of these things. So I'm not sure how the lawyers are going to come out in the, in the long run uh, with this particular thing, but indeed lots and lots of people are calling this political theater and bad political theater as well.
0: We're speaking with Jennifer Harper of the Washington Chimes, Washington Chimes, I almost <laughs> say, of the great Washington <laughs> Times newspaper. And Jennifer and I have had an on-air conversation for for years off and on on the radio. Jennifer, the big question here is two things, really. We may see this for what it is, but what about the 74 million people who voted for President Trump, number one? And do you think the Democrats will pay a political price for this, or will it be forgotten by the midterm elections?
2: No, I don't think it will be forgotten by the midterm elections, and I'll tell you why. There are a lot of people that are um, looking at what the outcome of this particular political event will be. And the outcome is not uh, very good. And here, I want to give you some poll numbers, Mike, and, and our listeners to consider here. They're very significant. This is coming from the Monmouth University poll. This is an academic poll. They don't have a big agenda. And here's what they say. After all of these political events happen, Only 10% of the public has a great deal of trust and confidence in the American people as a whole when it comes to making judgments under our democratic system about the issues facing our country. A majority of American public, 52%, expresses a great deal of concern that the country would suffer lasting damage... If people who hold core political principles different from their own were able to enact their policy, what they're saying there is that all the political divisions are beginning to filter down to The everyday guy. This Mm -hmm. is a poll of American, uh, just American voters, American people. And it really, uh, it distressed me. I look at polls every day as you do, as a lot of our listeners do. Mm -hmm. And um, this thing is saying that all this political theater, all of this strife, all of this partisan discord that goes on and on and on, it's beginning to get to people. Mm -hmm. And that is what is is uh, troubling me. And another thing that's uh, entering in on this, Michael, is that there are a good amount of people who would still like to see President Trump found his um, third party. What do you think of that? Wait, wait, wait.
0: Let's, let's not go over that. A good percentage of the people would like to see Trump start a third party, according to the Monmouth poll.
2: No, we're going to go to another poll now. I should have a guide here. This is coming from uh, Hill TV and Harris X. That's the Hill. That's the uh, uh, publication on the Hill. Well, Uh, the Hill is a
0: very, by the way, liberal organization. And And they're saying most people want to see Trump start a third party.
2: Well, here we go with some more numbers, because whenever you have a murky situation like this, Michael, as you know, and our listeners probably know, uh, you have to go to some of the numbers. And here is what their poll has to say. Two-thirds of Republican part, uh, two-thirds of Republican voters, 64 percent, say they would join a new party led by Mr. Trump. This is according to a New Hill-Harris X poll. It also revealed that 37 percent of U.S. voters overall that's all voters would be interested in this third party, along with 28 percent of independents and even 15 percent of Democrats.
0: So, so we're all fed up with the corrupt two party system in plain English. <laughs> right? What I'm hearing is we both we we all know both, quote, parties are having a party at our expense. Something they, like that in plain English, they're just having a party at our expense. They don't represent the people in almost any way. And we're fed up with both parties. But, you know, again, look at Schumer and Pelosi. What are they going to gain by this? With spending millions of dollars, dividing the nation, making people very angry. You talk about violence, the violence they're inflicting upon the country right now is immeasurable. And what about Jennifer? What about the small businesses that were burned down all across the country this last spring by the Democrats supporting Antifa and Black Lives Matter? Where was Pelosi and Schumer then? Where was Andy Cooper with the fake glasses then?
2: Well, that's certainly a mystery, and it's been brought up before because there have been a lot of people citing when, uh, as we go forward, doing in the fact finding part about uh, President Trump in the comments. Uh, he made and the the, uh, possible influence of that down the other end of the mall Uh, this has already come up with people saying uh haven't democrats said uh incendiary language like this as well and this is going to take a long time michael to, to work out and it's up to again when you're in a murky situation go to the polls go to the numbers and take a peek at what what you're seeing there And uh, I think also it's a it's good incentive to uh, revisit history, revisit uh, previous years where Republicans were at the receiving end of such uh, unpleasantness, for example, when they were uh, at a restaurant with their families. So that's something to remember, too. It should inspire people to remember what came before, uh, because
0: Yeah, but the left would say nobody died. They were just it was just words. Okay, that's what their answer to that is. And there was no real threat to their lives. But the fact of the matter is there are there's real damage in in Portland, Seattle. And Pelosi and Schumer was silent while it was going on, Jennifer. In fact, they were egging them on. Pelosi gave speeches years ago at UC Berkeley right across the bay from me saying I'm a disruptor. Go out there when you graduate and become disruptors. Remember that, Jennifer, that famous speech? to disrupt the speech yeah and what about maxine waters that jackal telling everybody when you see republicans in the filling station or in a restaurant go up to them and get in their face what was that was that not violence
2: i don't know i mean i'll tell you michael you know to be canon with you these are all very disturbing not only to me but to other people i think but your point about getting to what was said when was said and who said it you know, being a good reporter is really paramount here. But on the other hand, too, the American public only has uh, so much capacity to uh witness all of this partisan discord and that's something that troubles me a great deal i don't like hmm. to see people become disengaged i don't like you know particularly when the midterm elections will be here before we know it i mean you know the minute uh, one election uh starts the campaign uh, stops the campaign for the next election uh begins again and uh i think it's really uh it just bears a- Close examination, almost scientific examination, because it's so emotionally charged. But please, everybody, remember uh, the American public is watching this. They're the ones that we should really be caring about.
0: What about Joe Biden before you go, um, Jennifer Harper? Joe Biden, where is he on all of this? Do we have any idea? Is he for this or against <laughs> it?
2: I'm writing about this uh, for my next column. Uh, Mr. Biden is not even watching uh, the proceedings at all. How do we, very, is,
0: is that is yeah. that a known fact?
2: This is a known fact. Uh, reporters asked him at the White or asked Jen Psaki, White House press secretary, uh, is Mr. Biden watching this? And she said, absolutely not. He's not watching this. He has other things to do. He's working for the American people, that kind of thing. So I don't know what the message there is, but uh, he's definitely uh, they were adamant about saying he was not watching. Well, the so wait
0: a minute. So his press secretary, by saying that and of course we have no way to know the veracity of the statement is saying he's not involved in this. She's sort of distancing Biden from this fiasco because maybe internally they know that they made a mistake. They planned it, they plotted it, they produced it. And then when the time came, they said, Oh, we really made a mistake. We better separate president Biden from these Democrats who are pursuing this. That's a possibility. I think internally, I have very good instincts about what the people think. And I'll go back to what I tweeted, Jennifer. And I think you agree with me. Dimwitted Dems impeach themselves with Stalinist show trial. And I think it will backfire on them in the midterm elections. At least I pray it will. I hope people have a long enough memory to see how evil, vindictive and damn spiteful these people can be. Jennifer Harper, Washington Times columnist extraordinaire. Thanks for being with us on the Savage Nation podcast.
2: Always my pleasure, Michael. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. Love your columns. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Well, thanks for listening. History will see this impeachment as the biggest political blunder in history. We did Coffee and News of the Day. I spoke to a mystic about losing my faith in God, and as a result, I went back to God and I read a simple prayer to remind us about connecting head, heart, and hands to work as one for God each day. It's helped me enormously. I needed this at a time of faithlessness, especially the faithlessness in this system right now. I have no faith in this system under the gangsters that are running it. Today I talked about what the Dems are doing to Trump mirrors what the Romans did to Tiberius, a populist Roman politician who was killed by the ancient Roman swamp when he challenged them. We use Sound of the Day where CNN compares the Capitol riot to Rwandan genocide and that the impeachment manager's so-called film is similar to the propaganda of Lenny Reifenstahl's Triumph of the Will. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed and learned something from it. And I want to remind you of something that I think is important for you to know. We have over 280 Savage Nation podcast episodes available to you absolutely free. I'll say that again. You can go back into this vast library of over 280 episodes and listen to any one of them or several of them at your leisure. So you never have to be without the Savage Nation. Thank you very much for listening.